just start right now. Okay. So, very nice to meet you, Scott Thornson. That's how you pronounce your last name? Yeah, Scott Thornson. Nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you as well. Um, I really appreciate you coming on my show, Department 3C Presents, a podcast connected to fire. And you are a police officer in the in the state of Illinois. Um, and some of what I talk about at the beginning of my show, uh, when I first started my show, I'm from Ohio originally, and when I was in Ohio, I went to police academy because I was but sent me to be an investigator. And in Ohio, in order to be an arson investigator, you had to go to police academy first so that you can have arrest powers. So oh, okay. I, got, I got one arrest under my belt. <laughs> <laughs> so I I have a little knowledge and idea of how um the police service goals, especially the academy, because the academy I went to was pretty tough and rough. It was like the um, hardest one in the state of Ohio at the time. Really? Yeah. We even had some guys from England come. It was some twins. They had a show. It was like a late night show, like a Jay Leno type of thing. And they really? like shouted us. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So. <laughs> it is cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Was that like a state police academy or how do they run their police academies? Is it? Well, it's the city of ones around the area. Well, they they what they do is everybody from whoever wants to be a police officer, and then you have to have your commission held by somebody. You have so much time before you can do that. They come, they go. Time they're already hired on apartments. Sometimes they're still looking for a job, and okay. more times than not, they end up going to suburbs. Like I said, Cleveland Heights is the second biggest um, suburb of the city of Cleveland, so it's still a decent size. Oh yeah, um, right, right. If you were to take Cleveland and all of the suburbs, it probably equal up to about the size of Chicago. So where Chicago has neighborhoods, Cleveland okay. has. Suburbs. Sure. Okay. So, um, like I said, I have one arrest, but my listeners probably know enough about me. So we're here to talk about <laughs> you. <laughs> um, how are you today, sir? And can you just give us a overall of your career in policing? Sure. Um, I've been a police officer for, this is my 21st year now out in the Western suburbs of Chicago. I went to the police academy. I, I grew up out in this area. Um, I went to the police academy here through the, uh, a, a local suburban police academy. I've done a variety of things in my time with my department. I've, I was an FTO. I worked as a narcotics detective and a DEA task force officer for several years. I got promoted back. I got promoted to sergeant back in 2015. Spent a couple years as a patrol sergeant on night shift. Actually went back to the narcotics unit as a supervisor uh, for three years. Back to patrol and then now back into another investigations assignment now currently. Okay. That, that all sounds extra awesome um <laughs> I, just one of the things that happened when i was in police academy i had a one of the instructors like you're really good at this would you ever think about coming over and doing police all the time i said do i gotta write tickets he said yeah i said well i'm out <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's, yeah, that's great we had a um a class project where you had to do an investigation um and they made scenarios from real life things that happened on the department. I mean, of course they kept the names different in there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
we had that's that's how we passed our final exam is by this was part of our final exam was doing this investigation. And we were the only crew that didn't have an arrest. And we won the investigation award because we just didn't come in and punch people in the face. And not saying that's what real police do. No, no. Right. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. A lot of the kids, that's what they and I call them kids because I was the oldest person at the time. And um, they that's just what they their idea of doing police stuff was um, was just coming in and getting things done. But I, I, I like the fact that you're, you have such a well-rounded career. Um, can you speak to us a little bit more about the part that you're in, the, the, the district, not district, the assignment that you have currently? Uh, so I'm an investigation sergeant. I mostly handle right now uh, special events related things and also uh, an intelligence unit that we have. So it's it's kind of stuff that I've been involved in in other as, aspects in my career, uh, the intelligence unit related stuff. I did a lot of work with that when I was back when I was doing narcotics work. So there's you know it's a lot of more like long term type of thing. So I I do two really kind of different jobs. One is overseeing special events and working with other people around the city, um, people from other departments, people from outside of the city, you know, private companies and things like that. And then also then the Intel stuff, which is really more long term. Um, so it's it's a nice mix. Um, like I said, I, I'm in my 21st year, so I feel like I've had a really well-rounded career. I've had a, a lot of good experiences interacting with people over the course of my career, which really, you know how it goes. Just you get more mature as you go on in life and your job and things like that. And it's, it's really just kind of a good, it's good timing for me now that I get an opportunity to work all with all those different groups of people. Right. I understand. Another thing that in my opinion that you have, you have great timing with is your show and the relevance of it. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the podcast? And I guess I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about how I reached out to you. Yeah, absolutely. So the podcast that we have is called three cops talk. It's the number three cops talk. And this actually came about, so it was early last year. Uh, two of the guys, there's three of us on the show, obviously three cops talk. I know it's real original, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's funny because uh, Chris and Sean that are the co-hosts, you know, are all three of us co-hosts on the show. We, we actually all went to the same police Academy together. We were all in the same police Academy class. Varying, varying backgrounds, varying ages, very, varying life experiences and whatnot. But we all went to the same police academy. We all became good friends. We've stayed good friends over all this time, you know, to even where like our wives are friends and our kids are friends and, and all this kind of stuff. So we've and we've all worked same thing. We've all worked a variety of assignments throughout our career. Um you know, Sean is is a has been a huge training guy uh, for a good part of his career. Chris has been a canine for a good part of his career. Me again, you know, primarily narcotics was a lot of the stuff that I did. But so Chris had this idea about this. I mean, we just started talking about it, and we we if you listen to the show, you 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 realize really quick that just the rapport that we have with one another. I mean, we we sit around, we can start talking about stuff. We you know go on off on tangents about whatever but we we have a good rapport which makes this which made this a real natural thing to start doing so when chris 
pose, you know, posed this idea to us, we said, yeah, you know, that's, that would be interesting. Like all the stuff that we talk about all the time anyway, what if we got other people to listen to the stuff that we talk about all the time, you know? And we really felt like that we had a lot of different experience and interaction with the community and just a variety of things that we thought, Hey, why don't we try to just get out there and let people know more about what we do and who we are? You know, we're, we're, we're your neighbors, we're your family, we're your people that you go to church with. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're just like everybody else, but we're also police officers. And we felt why not get out there and just, you know, let people know what we do, who we are, why we do some of the things we do. Let people ask us questions about why we do what we do. Let's talk about um, our training. Let's talk about interactions we have with people in, in, in the public, all of those things. So it's pretty wide open and uh, it's really been a lot of fun. Well, the the show, I listened to one episode then I read about reviews from other ones, but I'm going to go back and check some of the other episodes that you guys have out just to, I, on my show, I always got giving myself homework. Whatever guests I have come on, I have people come on. I don't even know what they do. And then all of a sudden now I have this super homework to do because I've. <laughs> right. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Let's find um, out what they're all about. You know, exactly. Which is what I enjoy doing. I like talking to people. I like learning new things. So um, as far as the show goes, the episode that really caught my attention, like I said, I listened to the one and it was the mental health episode. Um, that's one of the biggest things that I like to, well, I don't, it's not like I like to talk about it, but it's an issue that I want to bring up and have a conversation about amongst first responders. Um, that goes for police, fire, um, and paramedics because some of the things that we see, and I think I heard this on you guys' podcast is, for you, it is Tuesday. For this person, this is July 21st, 2018, and it's going to mark a scar in my brain for the rest of my life. And to you, like I said, it's just a Tuesday. So I appreciate you guys having that, having those conversations. And just like you said to begin with, the fact that you brought a show about to talk about police, especially in the climate that we have now, is so relevant and it's something that's actually needed because we need people to have these conversations. Absolutely. Um, but I know that was just a monologue. It wasn't really a question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, as far as you guys outlook, just give me what you believe and how you kind of feel about the whole mental health aspect in first responders. Well, you know, I can tell you just from my police experience over the years, how much, the how much mental health has come into focus so much more in first responders and especially with the police. I I remember being a new police officer years ago and, you know, you'd have mental health calls here and there, but you didn't, you know, you figured, well, it got, you know, the paramedics got called or, or, you know, somebody went to a hospital or something like that. And you you really didn't have much more involvement with that. And I noticed coming back to being a patrol sergeant last year, the the volume of mental health calls that we would handle, I mean, it was literally every day. And it was varying things from someone who maybe just needed a little bit of help, was having some kind of problem, and it was something that we could handle 
um, you know, maybe kind of right there or get them in, involved with the right resources or maybe somebody that had been struggling with with things for a long time. So I feel like I feel like law enforcement as a whole, I, at least my agency, you know, for sure, we are taking a much better approach to dealing with mental health. We, we, we are trying to pour more resources into our communities to be available to help people with that. Uh, incorporating a lot more, you know, uh, with social workers. Social workers are a big part of that. We've always had a great social worker staff, and we've increased our the number of social workers that we utilize. And I think that's happening with a lot of police departments because there's a lot of times where maybe me as a police officer I show up and I can maybe deal in something right now and try to help you with something right now, but I'm not necessarily a person that can spend a long drawn out amount of time helping you with something. So if we have someone that can follow up with you and try to find help for you or services for you after the fact, so you're not just left hanging after that initial contact, I think that's a big part of it too. And we, you know, we've, we've just gotten a lot better about trying to get people in touch with the the resources that they need and i feel like for whatever reason a lot of this is just kind of i think the 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 mental health arena there's not as much stuff maybe available to people as there used to be or maybe it's harder to get i'm not sure exactly what it is but we we so what we do is we try to do everything we can to find resources for people and try to get them that help that's great to hear because all too often uh know a lot of like well, you say you've been doing this for um, 21 years there. Overall, I've been where I'm at, not currently assigned for 12, and then I had another five before that. So I've been at it for a long time, and all too often it just seems like when it's a situation, officers just decide to call the paramedics to take them away. <laughs> so um, having having somebody say, hey, you know, that's not always what needs to happen. I know we're part of the equation to come put everything together and help a person out. But like more times than not, that just seems like it's the go to like, oh, we don't know what to do with them. We don't know what's wrong with them. Call the fire department, have them come pick them up and take them. So, yeah. And we've and and to your point, I mean, things are changing with that and changing with mental health and how we approach mental health. And a big part of that is training. I mean, training, especially I'm a huge proponent of the scenario based training, not just me sitting in a classroom, looking at a PowerPoint presentation, you know, slide after slide. And I get it. That's part of training. But uh, Sean, who is on our show that was huge into training, really, really brought that that kind of training out strong and, and the scenario based training, because that's when you actually, when you're actually interacting with people. And again, it's in a controlled environment, but when you're able to get in that scenario based training, I feel those are the kinds of th things that stick with you a lot longer. And, you know, now we're doing a lot more of the crisis intervention training and things as well. And that's a big part of the stuff that we do. And you get that training in the Academy, but a lot of that comes with, getting out on the street and actually interacting with people and, and learning that and, and finding your, the way that you, you best are able to talk with people and, and try to calm situations down. Now, as far as that goes, that's a kind of, I don't know if it's a touchy subject 
or not as far as training and continuing education go. Because I know a lot of times, um, I know we have like Con Ed forever, not as firefighters necessarily, even though they were talking about doing that in the state, but we have um, training for our, or continuing education for our EMS side. But is, I don't, is that the case with um, police officers that they have to do continuing education or is it just kind of a, hey, we're together, voluntary type of thing, we know we need to get better? Is that is that a mandatory issue or is it not? There, there is mandatory training. I mean, we're, we're required to do a certain blocks of training every year. I mean, that is mandatory. So that is part of our training. And, and we've, and we've expanded that quite a bit over the years, you know, just as the needs that we need, what the community needs has expanded the base of our training so that we're able to be providing the best service that we can to people out there in the community. So it, it, it is mandatory and it's, and it's, I, I feel all the training that, you know, it continues to improve and seems to be, you know, beneficial, obviously, to our goal of trying to help people. Right. So that, I think that's a misconception that we don't have because just the firemen sitting around the table, you know, we love you guys at the same time and we want nothing but the best from you. But just like the public, that we don't all have the experience that you all have. And we see stuff on the news and like, oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. And I Oh, I hate those conversations because just the Monday morning quarterback and, oh, yeah, I would have did everything perfect. It's just so not real. A lot of times you can't tell what you would do in a situation. So we didn't even know you guys had any type of continuing education because that was one of the um, fixes or solutions to kind of help with policing that our ignorance <laughs> as firemen came up. <laughs> Well, yeah, and 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 I I know the I know the feeling in the, those scenarios of like okay, we're calling the paramedics, you know, and they're going to come. We're going to have to possibly, you know, do like an inventory or an involuntary, you know, petition to transport somebody to the hospital or, or something along those lines. But you know what? I mean, I, I I've I've got a lot of friends that are firemen, and I I know a lot of the same things that the the firemen struggle with too. And I feel like we've that that relationship continues to improve because they know that we're doing everything to try to calm that situation down. And hey, ultimately, if someone does, there is a reason that they have to go to a hospital and, and they get transported. And if the police and fire can work together to keep that situation as calm as they can, and hopefully that individual is willing to walk to the ambulance and get on the gurney and take the ride to the hospital and, and we don't have to go hands on or, you know, do anything like that then that's a win for everybody at the end of that, that day. Right. I understand. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, well, the one thing about mental health that I wanted to bring up and speak about is yes, we have these mental health issues cause people outside in the public, but we also have them internally as well. We have, like I said, we have all these bad calls and all this stuff compounds on us to a certain point. And I know here in this state, um, sometimes for police officers, it's a little bit harder to get mental health um, help personally because of our FOIA card and things like that. Um, as far as protecting your mental health as an individual or as a department or as a community of other police officers, do you have any suggestions for anyone listening out there? Well, yeah, I mean, for people in my profession, 
it's always been hard for people to do that. I think it's just because one, you have that stigma of, Hey, I'm a cop. I don't, I don't need help. I can work this out. I can talk to my buddies. I can go have a drink. You know, I can do whatever and, and, and I can get through this. And, you know, sometimes, and we talked about this on our show, sometimes all you, all you need to is talk to your peers. I'm sure the same goes for you. You guys see just as many terrible things as we do. And if you just let that stuff bottle up and, and wear you down all the time, it's going to get to you at some point. So, for, so sometimes maybe it's just enough to talk, you know, with your buddies at work about like, wow, that was, you know, that was terrible. And I just need a little time. You know, I talk it out with my friends and I'm able to work it out that way and I move on. But yeah, with the stigma of our job makes that a lot harder because people think, oh, well, I, I you know, something's going to happen to my job. If I say I have, you know, a mental health issue, they're going to come in there. They're, they're going to take my gun. I can't work. I can't do this. And, and we've actually had a guest on the show from a first responder mental health facility in Florida who laid out a, just a phenomenal program that they have for any and all first responders, military. It's, it's geared towards those of us in these types of professions that they assure you that it won't be something that will affect you negatively in your work. And they, they've actually had... Um, you know, chiefs and, and, and staff of police departments and fire departments come through and see their program firsthand to know what it is, if they're going to offer that, that kind of help to their officers, their firefighters, whoever. So there, there is, I mean, we're working to try to change that stigma of the mental health thing, because we all need, you know, we might need help at some point, And it's okay to tell people that you need help, rather than it turned tragic. You know, we talk about suicide and all these awful things that happen to first responders all the time. That's, that's never the way any of us want to go out. You know what I mean? And, and so that, that key is just taking that first step of saying, you know what, uh, something's going on with me. I can't, it's something I'm really struggling with. It's impacting my work life. It's impacting my family life. And I really need to talk to somebody to get back on track. Right. That's, I agree. Again, and I appreciate you saying that and kind of giving us tips. Um, I, as far as having a program like that, that's a beautiful thing. And for me, hobby development, having a life outside of work, your family. Um, some guys don't have family, you know, friends. And the first friends they go to are always drinking buddies and everything else. You know, you have to have a healthy balance. Everything in moderation, even moderation is kind of my opinion and what I tend to say um and it was another point that i wanted to touch on which what, what you said oh just the fact that yes we overall not just for us but people all over need to get to the point where hey i got an issue i got a problem it's okay to not be okay all the time so things it is are, it's different. yeah and and i've you know from the from the non-first responder side um you know, I've dealt with, with people in my own family that have had mental health issues. And when I was younger, um, you know, I had a family member that was struggling with that. And just to see 30 years ago, the way mental health was being handled and how it's being handled now, it's, I feel like it's, I know it's not perfect by any means, but I feel like it's definitely improved. So that's some experience that I had in my own personal life that I can apply to this stuff that I do at work. 
So I have, I'm not an expert. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm not a mental health counselor. I'm not claiming to be one. I'm just saying your life experience, you know, impacts how you do your job. And I've had some of those types of experiences that I feel, although they were difficult, you know, in my own personal life, they've been beneficial to me trying to work with people that are struggling with things in my professional life. Sounds out. Sounds great. So um, we've been talking for a little while and I know we both have to get out of here, but I would like to ask you um, just overall with policing, what would you say or speak to? What would you tell the public that they don't know or might have a misconception of police officers? What would you want just the layman that people out here, oh, I hate the police and bacon stinks and, you know, everything they say bad about you guys that are doing a, a job and a service for us? Um, what would you have to say to those individuals? Well, I would say, you know, there's always going to be people that don't like us, and that's just the way it is. Um, and there's been a lot of things. There's been a lot of things that have happened over the last year and a half that have really strained those relationships between law enforcement and the community. And just like anything else, every profession has its one or two bad apples. You know, you don't 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 paint everybody with that broad brush of we're all bad because of some, uh, you know, some terrible things that not good officers do. So, you know, that's that's one my, my one thing to kind of ask. And but outside of that, I think it's important for police departments, law enforcement to keep staying engaged with their communities, reaching out to their communities, being transparent about the things that we're doing. Let people know what we do. You know, social media is so huge nowadays. And social media is one of those things that it can be a real positive or it can be a real negative. So don't let the negative things drive the stories that are out there. Talk about the good things that are happening in, in, in police officers' contacts with the public every day. Um, depending on where you live, if you're if you're the police department where you live has any type of like uh, Citizens Police Academy or something along those lines, go check it out. See what it is. Find out what find out what happens at your police department. Who are the people that work there? What do they do? What kind of training do they get? How many officers officers do they have? Um, you know, all those kinds of things. Do some ride-alongs. Go for a ride-along with 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 an officer in the from the police department in the town that you work at. Ride-alongs are a great way for the community to get out there, get in a car with a with a cop, and just ask them a bunch of questions. I've had lots of people do ride-alongs with me over the years, and people have asked all kinds of questions. And I I mean I like talking to people, so it's not a problem for me. You know what I mean? And you know. I can't maybe tell you about every single thing that we do, but people love that because I'm, I'm working in your community. I've, I've been working in the community for, you know, 21 years and, and I try to interact with as many people out there and try to keep as many positive experiences as I can. And so that I think is a big, that's, that's a big part of it. That's, that's a way for the community to get to know a little more about us and how we do things. And then the flip side of that again is, having is getting out there in the community being involved having programs that involve the community the you know the the SRO program in the schools is great for officers that are getting to know those younger kids that might want to be police officers someday so it's just it's all about making sure that you're out there promoting the good work that you do having positive contacts with the community and and keeping a good open dialogue that sounds fantastic. And that's what we're 
doing here, trying to have an open dialogue about all subjects. Um, this is my hobby. This is what I do to keep me sane is, you know, talking to people, having conversations like these, and hopefully somebody can get something from it. So, again, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for talking to me and my audience. Um, hopefully, maybe one day I can get all three of you guys together. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Thank yeah. you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yep, we can sit down. Um, I know you, you have one guy that left us, but if he ever comes back up to visit, you have to let me know. Or we, you know, it's digital life now, so we can. Right, right. The Zoom world. We can. We're all connected. <laughs> okay. I just have to get a little better with the technology. But one day I get there. The more I do it, you know, you got to get the new reps in. Right, right. Okay. So thank you for your time. We'll talk to you another all time. All right. Great. Thank you very much. All right. Okay. I'm going to hit stop. Um, And that's it. We went, that was cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, we went nice. thirty minutes, not not too too long. And oh, that's great. That flew by. I didn't even. I was like, "Wow, man, we're already at 30. See, I, I mean, I could sit and talk all day. I'm telling you, it's, yeah, I, it's I can so. too. I, I, um, like I said, I got a con air to do at six o'clock, so I um messed my oh, time yeah. up. And you know what's so funny? Like I said, I it's go, okay. to, I go to the studio. I went yesterday, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I hope this guy comes on. And then I look at <laughs> the seventh and not the sixth. Yeah, that, yeah. That holiday messed me up. Um, oh yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah, they they were teasing me because today's actually my birthday, so I'm like, oh, happy birthday! Uh, thanks, thanks. So they were like, you know, I was joking with Sean and Chris the other day about like, all right, well, I'm gonna knock this out on my birthday, then I'm gonna go out to dinner, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's all good. But uh, yeah, you should. Hey, I mean, I'll tell you, like this stuff, and there's just, I mean, there, my God, there's so much stuff that we could talk about. You know what I mean? But you, we would love to have you come on on our show too. And you could, you could totally, you could totally promote everything that you're doing. People, you know, obviously our target audience is really trying to get out there more so to the public than it is like to the police. Although, you know, I get roasted a lot at work, but a lot of people are listening to it that are cops and stuff too, mm -hmm. because we talk about a lot of relevant stuff that it, it affects everybody. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're, I mean, we all, we're all the same. Like we're all, living our lives, doing our jobs, whatever. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that we talk about that it's pertinent to all different groups of people, but we really try to promote that, the community interaction type stuff and, you know, letting people know who we are and what we do. I mean, you know, I got nothing to hide, you know what I mean? Other than I talk about my police department, but you know what I mean? Like as far as what we do, it's like, Hey, what you want to know about what we do? We encourage people to send us in questions and funny stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it would be great. I mean, the stuff that you're doing, it's the same thing. It's on the fire side. We're all first responders, but you know, you got that sounds like you got that same kind of mission like we do. So it's, it's all good stuff. Yep. Um, well, it's even more for you guys um, because you guys just get bombed on unnecessarily. And they always say, Oh, this, this is one bad. It's spoiled a whole bunch and they all bad. I'm like, ah, that's not. Yeah. True. Yeah. Every I mean, that's what, people right. that, Yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right, there, right. There's no yeah. job like there's no job in the world that has people that aren't up to par. Sure. Well, point. and unfortunately, our 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 profession has been scarred by these you know dumbasses and these terrible things that have happened over the last year and a half. And it's like, you know what I mean? And it's you know you're you're it's an uphill battle when you're going against that. It's like you, okay, you know. You know, you know what it's like to me? It's like the shark bites. Like, 
somebody get one person get bit by a shark and then it's just a rash of shark bites. But all the shark bites been happening. They're just not reporting about it. So <laughs> right, it's right, kind of like yeah. the police is like, Fuck, yeah. it's, it's, it's been st- stuff that's been shitty going on. But uh, just yeah. uh, reporting about it is kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not one of those hate the media type of people, but they do definitely put a spin on things to make oh, yeah. it salacious as opposed to informative. So. Right. Yeah. They're just trying to make, you know, it feels like sometimes they're just trying to get hype about a story. They're not really wanting to promote. That's why I say the thing about like the positive interactions. That's if you're a police department, you got to be like all over social media and talking about all the great things that you're doing because in because 99.9% of the time it's good stuff that yeah. police departments are doing, but you, the one bad thing that happens, that's the only thing that anybody cares about. You know what I mean? So you're, you're it's, that's, that's really a, I think a changing factor in, in the current realm of law enforcement, you know, I'm a big basketball fan and I um always like seeing the officers all dressed up and decked out dunking on kids at the park. <laughs> I wish I could dunk. I can I can lay up and hit some threes on them, but I'm, right. I'm only five nine, five ten, so I can't dunk. Yeah. Not with all that gear on. I, I used to do the uh I mean my big thing like community wise, like I, I did I used to do the seat that Citizens Police Academy thing. We've got actually a really good Citizens Police Academy. They expose these people to all kinds of stuff and like let them shoot guns and we do like traffic stops with them and stuff mm-hmm. just so they can feel like holy shit, this is this is like, real. Yeah, this is real, you know? Yeah. And uh and we we I always would do the part like it was funny about like narcotics and prostitution and stuff and the people mm-hmm. would be like, Oh my God, what is all this? You know, but then they'd start asking a million questions and I'd get people going and it's funny, but we would tell them like just little things about how many officers do you think are out on the street at a time, you know, at night while you're home sleeping? I don't know, like, like 50, no, like 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they go, Holy crap. Like what? You know? So it's just, it's that stuff. It's like getting the community involved, letting them know like what you do. Here's what we do. Here's, here's, here's our staff. Here's, Here's our training. These are all the different kinds of things that we do. You guys don't have the good fortune of be able to sleep on duty like we do. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, my my uh, my one my one fire lieutenant buddy. uh, We go back and forth about that stuff all the time. It's pretty funny, but you know, but you know, the stories. It's like you know how it goes. Like you could be, you'd be at a party anywhere, and all of a sudden, like either it's firemen and cops, or cops and cops, or firemen and firemen, like. You guys, you could be from like a totally different agency or, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden you start sharing stories and it's like, yep. yeah, here we go. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, well, how about this story? You know, yeah. when this happened yeah. and it's, that's what I love about, like, that is what I love about this job. Like, I mean, you can go anywhere and it's like, somebody's a cop, you know, and you're like, oh yeah. And then you, you immediately have something to start talking about, you know what I mean? And I, I used to teach at the Oh, I still kind of do teach at the police academy at College of DuPage. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would always make a joke to the uh, like the new academy class. And I'd be like, hey, listen, if you haven't noticed, you know, you're like 12 weeks into the academy or whatever it is. I said, you go to family parties or you're hanging out with your friends or maybe somebody's still hanging out with friends from college and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I said, uh, how many of you are like people are going up and coming up to you like, hey, you, oh, how's the police academy going? Anything crazy? You know, this and that and the other. Mm-hmm. And I said, and how many people are running up to your friends that it's accountant? their accountant at the party and going, Hey, what did you Nobody. do some paperwork today? Did you, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, right? So we always, we just joke about that. But yep. anyway, it's, yeah, like it's good stuff. 
anytime I go on vacation, everybody <laughs> just kind of points me out like, you seem military. And I wish I did go to the military. I didn't, but I just guess. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Yeah. That. So, yeah, so, it's great. Hey, man, it was really, yeah, it was really nice to meet you. Yeah, nice talking to you. Um, like I said, when I get it all together, I'll try and shoot it to you before. Okay. But I, I think it sounded cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My thing is only, yeah, I that was great. I That flew by. My only thing, like I said, is not just mentioned in my department. That, that was that was really good. So I appreciate it. We'd, we'd love to have you come and we could, you could pay it back and come on our show and promote all your stuff, too, because we could, we could talk about anything. We could talk more about mental health or just things that first responders deal with because people like they find those stories interesting you know i agree so yeah okay guys or not guys okay just me yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right great all right take care thanks all right this has been a fire and iron media production you have something to say people want to listen 